Grace, peace, and mercy be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Waiting is an important theme in the Advent season. As Christians, we wait for the celebration of the birth of Christ. We wait for the return of Christ and his kingdom to come. Children wait for packages to open. Old people, parents wait for children to return for a feast, a thanksgiving, a celebration. We wait for vacations and opportunities to connect and reconnect. Waiting is an important part of the Advent season, and waiting is very difficult, challenging, but it's so worth it when the thing we're waiting for meets or exceeds our expectations. Waiting for Mr. or Mrs. Wright is so worth it when you put your hand in your loved one's hand and say, I do. Waiting the 12 hours that's required to properly cook baby back ribs, smoke them over hickory and applewood is so worth it when you bite into the ribs and they melt in your mouth. The wait is, is hard, but it's worth it because it meets or exceeds our expectations. But what if the hype doesn't meet our expectations? What if the hype isn't as good as we expected? In approximately 83 hours and 13 minutes, Star Wars The Force Awakens will play at the theater down the street. Not that anybody cares or anybody's counting. I'm old enough to remember not only the release of the original three, but then that long pause when nothing happens and then the fourth is released, which is the first, and it's all messed up. So what happens when the hype doesn't meet your expectations? You go expecting Star Wars and you end up with Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> what happens when you want Mr. Right and you wake up next to Mr. Okay? What happens when the expectations and anticipation don't connect? I was thinking about this as I was pondering our text because Simeon had been told he would see the Messiah before he passed from this life to the next. And the news came in our text, go to the temple, because there you will find the Messiah. And I was thinking to myself, what was Simeon expecting? What was he expecting? Was he expecting a young man in his prime, ready to go out and change the world? Was he expecting an old Charlton Heston-looking kind of guy with a big flowing beard and the piercing eyes and a booming voice? Was he expecting a baby a few weeks old? I wonder about that. Did he rehearse his speech? Did he plan what kind of clothes to wear, something not too pretentious but worthy of the Son of God? Did he, did he anticipate conversations and come up with questions, and then he arrived and, and waited, and he watched as each person came and went in the temple for that moment when the Spirit would reveal, this is the one. And when the Spirit revealed, this is the one, and he's looking and he's searching, and he sees a baby wrapped in cloths. Did his 
expectation meet his anticipation? Of course, we know that it was greater than he expected. We know that from the song that he sings for us, and we sing often over on Sundays, especially Communion Sundays with TLH, let us depart in peace. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. The prophet saw the Messiah. I wonder if the rest of the people that were in the temple and heard this song turned and looked and they were trying to see and trying to find but they couldn't see because all they saw was a baby a young mother and a father you see he could see Simeon could see by faith what Jesus would teach the disciples over and over again the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed it's tiny it falls to the ground and it, and it grows and produces this massive beautiful plant that brings shade shelter and life the kingdom of God is like a kernel of wheat that falls to the ground. It's a single seed. When it falls to the ground, it will produce a crop abundant. It was a lesson Jesus was trying to teach the disciples, but they didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't make that connection. They could see with their eyes, but not with faith what, was it, what it was about. And so we fast forward into Luke, Luke chapter 23, and Jesus is hanging on the cross. He's dying. The people around him are mocking, the priests are celebrating, and the disciples are despairing. Remember the two on the way to Emmaus as they confessed to Jesus. We had hoped he would be the one. We had, had hoped. They had great expectations and great anticipation, and they did not meet at the cross. That wasn't the expected outcome. And so even as Jesus was interceding for the people, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, the disciples were despairing. The victory was at hand, but they couldn't see it. All they could see was the pain, the suffering, the humiliation, and death. Who could blame them? The eyes are overwhelmed with the darkness of this world. It is so hard to hold fast to what we must see only through faith at this time. And so often that leaves us with few expectations and little anticipation. I see this in the way many times we approach communion. It's kind of a cavalier thing. Do you want to go to communion? I don't know. I'm not really feeling it today. I don't, I don't have time for communion today. I don't have time to go to worship. I, I really don't feel like I should go to chapel today. I just don't. It doesn't fit into my schedule. It's as if you can take it or you can leave it. When Simeon was told about meeting the Messiah in the temple, I imagine that was not his response, was, let me check my calendar, Holy Spirit. I've got to see what I've got going on. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah, I can fit it in there. Or, no, not today. I've got something, something else planned. And he didn't, he didn't do that. He was like, I don't care what's on my calendar. This is the thing that matters. This is life and death. This is salvation. This is the kingdom of God. We are given that same opportunity as we approach the Lord's table every Sunday. As we gather with brothers and sisters in Christ, we are here because God is here. He's not, he's not somewhere else. He's here with us. We have great expectation that God is with us. I think about the way we 
often approach the Word of God. As we read it, we analyze it, we study it so that we can understand it, so that we can put it in its proper place in our life. We want to grasp the meaning of the Word of God, but we have little expectation that the Word of God is going to grasp us as it grasped Simeon. We have little expectation that the Word is going to actually change who we are and what we think. You see, it all just seems so common and ordinary. Bread and wine, printed words on a piece of paper. It just seems like a baby in the temple. But we know that it's more. That as we approach the Lord's table, we receive His body and blood, the Spirit that leads to life and salvation and transformation. And as we read the Word of God, it is the Word of God that's that seed that, that embeds in the heart and changes the soul. It's so frustrating to hear people who despair over the state of Christianity in North America. They despair. You'll hear, hear people say things like, you know, no one cares about church anymore. No one wants to go to church anymore. No one really sees a need for God any longer in our world around us. There is no, uh, there's just no desire among the people. It's as if the people were the, were the active ingredient in salvation and not Christ through his word. I think of, uh, back to the cross, and as Jesus interceded for the people, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The, the seed was sown, and it would yield a harvest on Pentecost, a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand, and down through the ages, millions times over. That seed is sown, and it produces a harvest, because the power is in the Word. The power is in the, the means of grace. The power is in our God. The people sitting around the cross didn't need forgiveness, at least they thought. The people gathered around the cross didn't want Christ's forgiveness, but forgiveness was given, and apart from the, his intercession, they would have perished, and they desperately desired that on Pentecost Sunday as they cried for God's mercy and they heard his grace again, the seed sown. As we read the word of God, as we gather for the sacraments, I want to challenge you to do so with expectation and anticipation because we are meeting God in these means of grace. The very God who appeared to Simeon in that temple, the very God who came to the disciples throughout his life, the very God who came to the people on the cross and interceded for them is coming for us and comes as we read his word. It is the power that changes us. So not only expect him to come to you with anticipation, but expect God's word to change the world around you through your ministry as you share the word. Sometimes it'll seem like your, your, your words are empty and just common and ordinary, and you won't necessarily see the harvest, but know every time you share the word, the seed is cast upon the ground and it will produce fruit. Continue to sow the seeds with joy and anticipation because salvation is at hand. Please join me for prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word of life. We thank you that you give us reason to rejoice and to celebrate, even if what we see with our eyes doesn't reflect what we know by faith. We celebrate because what we know by faith is true and real. 
and what we see is just a shadow passing. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us the strength in our weakness, for giving us grace and mercy in our times of, of doubt, that we can find joy and peace, and we have that now even through faith in Christ. Give us the words to be bold witnesses of your life as we share the word, knowing it is the power of salvation. For the word of the Lord is living and active. We praise you, Father, for this gift and for the celebration that we now anticipate, the birth of our Savior, the proclamation of grace, not only for us, but for all people. In Jesus' name, amen. Please join with me in singing the hymn as printed in the service folder. 